another episode of American Graffiti, one song at a time. My goodness, boys and girls, it is a perfect night for horseback riding, and we have a new guest with us tonight. Today, we're joined by Megan Coleman. Hello, Tierney. So, do I still call you Megan Coleman of Mashed Minute? I haven't started another podcast yet, so yes. Yet, ladies and gentlemen, she said yet. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did say, yeah, no, no, I did, say, I did say yet. I did say yet, I think. MASH Minute has expanded out into the uh, Jim O'Kane Superstars <laughs> Movies by Minutes podcast. They still let us keep doing those. I cannot believe they kept let us. They kept letting us do those, especially after I was trying. I literally had to think the other day, which one was it where we both got absolutely blitzed at Christmas and recorded? I was like, was that was, that was? It was North by Northwest because the best minutes was more of men making bad decisions. Yes. Well, you know what's funny? At the end of this segment, a man makes a decision that is not in his best interest, but we. We are not going to find out by how much until later in the movie. This is the section where Terry and Debbie go parking. Please join me, listeners, in bringing parking back as a verb because it's like, I don't mean getting your car between the lines. I mean, parking like they went parking. Yeah, you could argue you still need to get things through the lines. (laughs) Now, See, here's my problem. I am an older millennial. Ditto. I went to high school. We went to high school at exactly the right time where when we entered high school, hooking up meant something totally different than like when we left high school. (laughs) Hooking up, getting together, all these euphemisms for dating slash doing it slash whatever got very fuzzy on what you were talking about. Whereas parking, while not in the normal parlance, everyone knows what happened if you say a couple went parking it's very clear that heavy petty was happening things were happening in the car we've all seen yes. Greece by this point <laughs> i hope you've seen Greece by this point yes so i tried to bring back parking and i've never gotten such a withering stare from a little sister in my life <laughs> <laughs> but this is what happens all to the tune of i only have eyes for you so Aww. let's Start talking about, you know what? Let's start by asking you if you had seen American Graffiti before. Yes, like years and years and years ago. I can't remember if it was like end of high school or beginning of college, but somewhere around there. So like, I don't know, 17, 18, 19. So like, you were these guys' age. Like, that makes sense. So I kind of was their age. Yeah, and I think, I don't remember, my, my hunch is that it was probably like, it was on TNT or TBS or some cable channel and I was flipping through and... Just started watching, probably because I recognized Ronnie Ronnie Howard. Gosh, I can't remember the scene. Ronnie yep. Howard like, and Charlie Martin Smith. <laughs> right, because I, I recently did rewatch it, and I was like watching the opening credits there, and I was like, "Do they mean like Ronnie? Like, okay, like like Opie, but he's not Opie anymore. He's trying not to be Opie anymore. So, but he's not. He wasn't in Good Times yet, right? Or got Good Times. It's that awkward Happy in between days. age. No longer Opie, not yet Ron. <laughs> That's it. Right. I was trying to, I couldn't remember what And they, now he's just, you know, Ron Howard. So it was like, yeah. okay, Ronnie. What'd you think overall when you rewatched it all these years later? Oh my God, they're so little. They're so young. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, I think it was really funny, too, because I had this moment where um, they're all coming into the drive-in at the very, very beginning. And Mm -hmm. Kurt is like, well, I don't know if I'm going to go. And I was just thinking... Like, what? And it's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go. And I was thinking in my head, no, Mr. Holland has to go to college so he can go back and teach so he can, like, do his opus. And I was like, okay, Megan, you got to calm down. Oh, Megan, I got into a whole thing with Mr. Holland's opus when he's upset about John Lennon being shot. I was, yes. like, quoting that movie. I had not thought about that movie in... Well, I thought about that movie as a mom because when I had my little child in a stroller at parades, I would always look to make sure he could hear okay. But other than that, that was like all I thought <laughs> oh about my, in that movie. Oh I totally Since forgot the 90s. about that part. Yes. Yes, Richard Dreyfus to me will always be Mr. Holland or he will be the evil senator from the American president who does not like Michael Douglas, a.k.a. <laughs> President Shepard. They eat the sand. <laughs> who at one, yeah, he, who at one point, yes, who at one point is being Richard Dreyfus. I forget what, he's, what he is. Senator so-and-so. He's a senator. Mm-hmm. He's like the head Republican who would like to be president. And they're in New Hampshire, New Hampshire, because it's just looks a generic motel room, right? <laughs> and and so one of his aides is being like, oh, well, Sydney Ellen Wade, who is like basically the girlfriend to the president at this point without being mm-hmm. the girlfriend, right? Because the White House is not will not comment on the president's personal Yeah, life, but right? I think they are official. By but they're official point. at that point, right? Yeah. And the aides telling Richard Dreyfus, like, oh, well, Sidney Ellen Wade has an FBI file. And Richard Dreyfus goes, well, <laughs> my mother has an FBI file. Like, I'm not interested. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but this one's got pictures. And he's like, and that's her at an apartheid, like, with the front of a burning flag. And Richard Dreyfus just starts going, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yes! And I'm like, you mother trucker. <laughs> One of my favorite movies, like, I always think yeah. of that scene when you tell me Richard Dreyfus, I'm like, he's that badass senator who hates Michael <laughs> Douglas and the American president. Or he's Mr. Holland's opus and he loves everybody. Uh, Mr. Holland was pretty cranky. <laughs> he did a lot of good, though. No, I, I was surprised at how well I still liked it. Because sometimes, you know, when you watch a movie, like, from, you know, from many years ago and you rewatch it and you're like, oh, that didn't hold up or, <laughs> mm. oh, that's now problematic. <laughs> but, you know. This scene is surprisingly unproblem like for all what the the potential for it to go wrong was there. <laughs> oh, oh it was. The first thing that had the potential to go wrong in that so I watched the Lucas director's commentary as you were making mm-hmm. fun of me off air, the only person who ever did. <laughs> I was like, hey! I'm sure he employs an assistant who also reviewed it. So George <laughs> Lucas said the Debbie and Terry the Toad stuff are some of his favorite scenes. Like getting this liquor, losing the car. Like he just loves the storyline. He thinks it's so great. But this also is a scene where George Lucas threw, what did he call it? Did he call it a mini fit or is that just how I phrased it in my notes? But one of the very few times George Lucas like flipped his wig on set during production Mm -hmm. was that they brought him a bottle coke no label you know a coke bottle and it wasn't embossed it wasn't from 1962 and he needed a coke bottle true to the era and he then like they found an embossed coke bottle and he was like thank you I'm sorry I yelled at you basically (laughs) Thank you for getting me the correct Coke bottle for the era of this film. And I assume it's this scene because this is the most prominent feature of Coke bottles. Right. But this, it's so funny you said the potential for things to go wrong was here because I I need like theme music for my PSA. Public service announcement. (laughs) Don't drink some Diet Coke out of a can and then pour the Jack Daniels into the can. (gasps) 
and try to like kind of swirl it around a little bit, but not really mix, you know, you're not shaking it. I'm not a monster because it turns out it will foam up and explode like a little volcano. Well, you can have that happen even if you just put it in a glass and you swirl it too much. Yes, but I didn't destroy a friend's dorm room rug doing that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there were no glasses then. involved. I just drank the appropriate amount of Coke out of the can and then added the Jack Daniels in. And I looked down and horrible things were happening in my hands. <laughs> so watching him do this made me extremely nervous the entire time. Don't get it all over you. Don't get it all over you. Don't get it yeah, on the car. Please. It's going to be okay. And he's so cute. I love when he takes off his glasses and he like does his hair and he's like, yes, I got this. Like I love that the glasses go in a holder in the pocket too. Just yes. Like, like his front on his shirt, I should say. Not like his mm. pants, but like in his shirt. He has a special holder for his glasses, which I love. My, my grandfather had one of those, but I do not. <laughs> my grandfather still has one of those. <laughs> And he brings his two whatever they are's <laughs> old Harpers or what it's some sort of whiskey, I assume. And yeah. Coke's in. And how cool is Debbie? Like I know smoking's not cool, kids, but how cool is Debbie? <laughs> She's just like, yep. She's got her guy. There's magic happening, baby. <laughs> Okay, so... Well, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's what she's thinking. Like, this is going great. It is. It is going great. Right? In her defense. And magic's gonna happen. And I got my cigarette. And there are drinks coming. I just die laughing every time she says, it's a perfect night for horseback riding. (laughs) I gotta tell you, maybe it's a Western versus English saddle thing. But... (laughs) took horseback riding for many summers and it was never a perfect night for horseback riding because it's effing dark (laughs) yeah i don't think i'd want to be riding horses at night no and horses don't want to be ridden at night at least if they work at a summer camp and they're like no this is my time to like do it out in the pasture (laughs) (laughs) but i love terry's lies and how quickly they compound on him (laughs) about his horses I know, like, because she's like, yeah, I was with the guy who had horses once. He's like, oh, yeah, like, really interested. <laughs> That's when he has the pony line, right? He's like, yeah. Oh, I used to have ponies for hunting. <laughs> yeah, what? his horses are, is it, when he talks about it, he's like, yeah, they were a couple really great ponies. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so the, the end result of this is that supposedly Terry had horses that he used for hunting deer, occasionally bear. Bear. <laughs> then he sold the horses to buy the Impala and a Jeep. And a Jeep. And the Jeep has a gun rack, so now he can hunt from that. Like, okay, first off, I have a lot of questions. Oh, speaking of being an older millennial, did anyone else think of the line from Wayne's World? I don't even own a gun, let alone many guns that necessitate an entire gun rack. (laughs) What am I going to do with a gun rack? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. I just, so I live in World of Hampshire. There are plenty of people around me who hunt, both Mm -hmm. for sport and for like, oh, because I hunt deer and I, you know, we eat the Mm -hmm. meat, right? Like, it's how they feed their family in a way. And I'm like, do you? How would you even use a pony to hunt down a deer? (laughs) Because I I just don't. Are they dragging the carcass out? Like, are they... Like, I would just think ponies would be like, I'm not going in the woods. I'm not going on this. You know, I just... And then a bear? Forget it. I feel like the ponies would be like, (laughs) peace out. Like, I don't know what the rules were at the time in California for hunting. 
I didn't look them up, to be perfectly honest, but I have a feeling that, you know, I don't regardless know of the law, regardless of the law, deers are pretty skittish creatures. Like, I am not a hunter, yes. but I'm from Connecticut, and I can tell you, deer don't stick around. <laughs> no, and bear do not tend to stick around either. I mean, they've gotten more, I don't want to say brazen, but they've gotten more used to humans, but I still feel like they don't want to attack you unless... And at least this is like brown bears in New England. I don't know if no. bears in California, black bears are different, but. Well, let's keep in mind that with bears, it's you or him. That's terrible. Well, that's what, yeah, that's, well, yeah. Like they don't want to attack you, but they will if they have to. The moment that I adore. Well, first the, oh, do you still have them? Oh, no, I had to sell them is a great moment. And then also she's like. Why do you hunt animals? That's so... I just think that's awful. And he's like, well, uh, you know, with bears, it's kill or be killed. <laughs> right. I just... It is absolutely where they tell you not to lie. <laughs> because yes. each lie leads to a more complicated and ridiculous lie. Yes. That's how we end up with the roof rack, right? <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> to protect you from bears. I guess uh. charity. We have... I think we have... I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't remember if we have black bears brown bears in new england is that horrible but you don't need a gun rack to go hunt a bear no please don't just read no. blueberries for sal and chill out also i'm pretty sure you need a hunting license but yes yes if you are going to hunt hunt responsibly get a license actually know the laws that we don't because <laughs> clearly we don't i mean zero interest in any of that <laughs> i just know that the t- some towns in new hampshire have some years the deers are population so high they have special permits you can get so you can shoot extra deer to keep the population down terry terry would agree with um stephen colbert in a the, in the first stephen colbert incarnation of colbert rapport who said that bears are the number one threat to america Ooh. do you remember that when he would say that on his show there you go so you know terry's just he's just looking out for debbie and all the good good americans to make sure that you know and she is into it because she buys it she's like oh. her grin before penning him might be like my favorite thing so far from candy clark <laughs> she's so good the other quote I had from George Lucas about this was, uh, Candy Clark was so perfect for that role. She's so innocent and bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, her the grain across her face when he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't have done that. It's the booze. And she's just like, oh, no, sweetie, <laughs> this is happening. I just needed to like put down my drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. It's like, I, I'm sorry. I just need to adjust my sweater and... <laughs> Maybe, like, take off the cardigan clip so you can actually get to things. And then, um... (laughs) But speaking of getting to things, Megan, I'm thrilled to have you on to talk about 1962 women's fashions. Because it does not sound like it's going well. (laughs) Because I just put up cardigan clips. God, I love cardigan clips, guys. Because you can keep your cardigan open, but not have to have that button thing. And it's a, an extra accessory to just jazzle up your outfit. I don't know what jazzle is, but I just made that up. <laughs> I love it. Jazzle is now a thing. Jazzle. <laughs> I love their dialogue during the makeout scene. It is the most perfect, like, move your head. Oh my God, my leg. Ow, get off. Like... <laughs> I was absolutely dying. And then I love, like, we get a brief glimpse of the absolutely giant (laughs) mid-century panties that she's wearing. (laughs) Yes! Just... High-waisted. Let's be nice about it. High-waisted. 
like, not to completely overshare, but Megan, I'm wearing high-waisted, and trust me, that's like a suit of armor. (laughs) (laughs) High-waisted was a different breed back then. It's that whole, like, naturalism thing that Lucas was going for. Like, you know, he just stuck a microphone, like, on the seat next to their head. Probably like, right. Wrestle. Like, <laughs> just, just, just try to, just try to get comfortable in that giant car. Good luck. At least they didn't have to climb into the back seat first. I suppose it's true. Because I don't think they would have had any better luck in the backseat, to be honest. No, because it's flat across in both. Right, exactly. It's not like today's cars where you're like, yeah, good luck with that. Even more so. (laughs) I really debated latching onto for my intro the horseback riding or the I just love tuck and roll upholstery line that she has. Yeah, good luck, guys. Because you're not going to find a good position in that car. Uh, well, then... I don't think so. That's just my own personal view. Agree, because Terry's solution... Because people walk are walking by, calls it Grand Central Station. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's the other thing. Like, there were other people going by. Maybe you can, like, depending on how comfortable you are with, like, you know, being naked, you could potentially find a good position, right? And things could be fine, and you could be comfortable and have a good time, and the magic can happen. But, but yeah, his solution by, is to take a blanket and leave the car and he's like we'll go somewhere no one can see us and i was like i don't know i feel like at least here you have doors you know what what can they really see (laughs) my question was so where the hell are you gonna go because it looks like i mean i know there's some trees and whatnot but especially, Mm -hmm. especially when they're walking down that path it doesn't look to me as if there's a good it's pretty open (laughs) exactly hmm okay And for those watching at home, please notice that he walks away and the car is still running because the radio is still going. So, which means it has the keys still in it. Part of me was like, well, maybe when it switches to the Wolfman, you know, before I started doing this project, I was like, maybe that's just supposed to be like that. What would be on the radio? But as they walk away, the taillights are on. So he leaves this car running. Because that seems like people were walking around. So he leaves. So they could steal the car. Yeah. Or is that 2021 for Oh, you? no. Oh, no. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Terry is so excited at the end of this segment. And the next time we see Terry, he's going to be very upset. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yet. Because suddenly they will not hear music coming from the car radio that they left running and what i teenagers make decisions when sex is on the line i get it uh bad decisions (laughs) decisions they maybe shouldn't have made i will say i'll this is true for this whole scene but i will say it here that this is obvious to those of us who are obsessed with this this is day for night shooting where you film during the day and then you make it look like nighttime blue filters all around what I love for is that apparently Lucas kept saying, I want it darker, I want it darker, I want it darker, I want it darker. And they lost a whole night's work because it came back black once they processed it. Holy crap. Really? They were like, too dark, George. Because <laughs> he kept pushing like, no, 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 I want it to look more like nighttime. I want it to look more like nighttime. And then and then it came back and I mean, it, it looked like nighttime, but you couldn't see your actors. <laughs> So here's a question I had, I thought. So if it's Grand Central Station, so to speak, couldn't they have just moved the car somewhere else? (laughs) 
I mean, maybe that's Captain Obvious, but like, I just feel like, okay, there has to be other, maybe not necessarily there at that particular spot, right? But there has to be other parking locations you could check out. This is, again, not trying to, like, completely overshare on this podcast in the entire world. But, like, no, I, I can use an example from Greece, not real life. In Greece, <laughs> when Rizzo and Kaniki are in the car, like, there's a bunch of cars lined up one next to another. Mm-hmm. The whole point is that, like, people aren't, there's, like, a sp- unspoken contract. Like, we won't look and you won't look. <laughs> right. Like, we're, we all know why we're here. And we are busy with those such activities. And, and these thus- guys walk by the car, like, hands in their pockets, kind of weird. Also, it's like Grand Central Station here. I see no one else. I know. Is that <laughs> when he was mixing person? those cokes, there's nobody nearby. You don't hear anybody either. It's not like, oh, there's another car, like, no. you know, on the other side of the tree. And like, well, they're having a good time. Their parking is successful or whatever. Yeah. Like, it could, I get that it could suck, like, someone walking by, like, the way that person strolls, but, like, they're not. They don't park near the path, dude. Like, yeah. And there's also, it's like, let this person get their two seconds of kicks. Like, <laughs> their, their little momentary part of their brain lighting up being like, those two people are making out, and then just move on with your lives. Like, just let them. Uh, and if yeah. and if someone is like staring in your window, you're gonna like get up and be like, "What the heck is wrong with you? Get away from my car!" And that's not what's happening. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it it, it seemed realistic to me, George. Until <laughs> you know what, though. To be fair, to be fair to George and all writers anywhere, I have absolutely gotten back notes where I'm like, "This doesn't seem realistic," and I'm like, "But I need it to happen for something else to happen." <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess for storyline reasons. <laughs> We need to get Debbie and Terry out of the car. <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. But at this moment, at this point of the film, you're, I'm just like, you know, but I, like, couldn't you just move the car? Parking's not just on grass, right? Like, there's probably some, like, abandoned, I don't want to say Walmart because I hadn't taken over the world <laughs> yet. But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's got to be some, or, like, a business yeah. that, like, doesn't run at night and no one really goes to that part of town. So you could just, like, park there and make out. That's and, actually you know. kind of perfect transition to my last note for this scene, which was that the canal is what Lucas calls this. Because I was like, oh, it looks like one. I realized as I was thinking about this because Lucas, growing up in California, me growing up in Connecticut, every part of the country has something like this with the water and the dirt path and that's where teenagers go to make out. Like in Connecticut, it was lakes and ponds. Dirt paths, teenagers go to park or duck ponds or whatever, depending on <laughs> if you're in the suburbs or more rural. But yeah, ponds, dirt, like dirt paths, like the way that she goes tripping along. I was like, oh my God, it looks just like camp. Trailheads, if you live in the boondocks. That's, like, I was just going to say, like, like... I'm, I'm sure New Hampshire has something that on a hot summer's night, this is where the teenagers go to sit and be like, look at the water. Isn't it pretty? Have you ever oh, French kissed water? someone before? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't really want to look at the Connecticut River, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes i i guess well i mean i guess you could i just i just feel like in my town the cops knew that that's where the teenagers were gonna go so we stopped well, going because we're like we don't yeah. want to deal with it right like nothing kills the mood more like someone banging on your window you need a vista um and the last thing that happens as we go tripping down the path is that the voiceover is wolfman jack giving the best california weather forecast i've ever heard in my life <laughs> We don't often get to feel superior in New England weather-wise. 
But no. when you start making fun of the temperatures in the valley in August, it, it does help a little bit. And those were real, right? Didn't they? Did I? Re- I think I read somewhere that they, him and Coppola, they took actual footage of the wolfman like yeah they used a lot of real phone calls so the whole like how old are you i'm 13 oh i'm 14 that that was real yeah that would have been an actual broadcast that he did i think he did like a few but i'm pretty sure it really was just like the kurt stuff at the end that he recorded (laughs) for the movie huh so yeah they would really do that and i absolutely love the story because george lucas used to cruise listening to wolfman jack and he wrote this movie it was like a character like wolfman jack and Coppola and uh, Heineck and Katz were just like, well, why don't we ask him if he'll do it? (laughs) And he loved the idea. So that's that's adorable. Well, before I could possibly let you go, we must fulfill our mandate. We must talk about the song. I was going to say, should we talk about the song at some point? <laughs> I love that I'm acting like this is a chore when actually this is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, today Ooh. we're going to talk about the Flamingos 1959 hit, I Only Have Eyes For You. Shop, shop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have no, no, no. That's like the best part of the song, in my opinion. Is that like <laughs> all right? Well, that's a great place to start. Are you a fan of the song? I am. Uh, it's so it's so sixties, like early sixties, because mm. the sixties are very different at the beginning and the end, right? Just a bit. Just it's like the early sixties were like the the straight A student who did everything prim and proper, and then the at the end it's like I left the house and all hell broke loose, and I'm gonna discover who I am, and you can't tell me what to do, mom. You know, like just watch Mad Men. It's all good. <laughs> so this is a song that it's actually a cover, technically, because I only have eyes for you was written for the 1934 movie Dames. Dames, that famous movie we all know. Let's face it, this is the most famous cover. Sorry, Art Garfunkel, this is the most famous cover. This version peaked at number 11 on the Hot 100. Its B side was Good Night, Sweetheart which we're going to hear another group cover later on in this movie. And uh, Billboard magazine said the Flamingos were doo-wop at its most elegant and sophisticated. Yeah, I'd agree with that. My last fun fact about the Flamingos, and it is a fun fact, the Flamingos are still going, technically. Obviously, there's been a lot of turnover and who's in the Flamingos. But I was trying to follow along and it's like, well, this person left, but this person was still going and they brought in these people. And I was like, oh, and then they broke up in 2005. Okay, that's a fun fact. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, they they got back together and they're still performing. (laughs) There is still a group that is performing that is the Flamingos. And you can trace it. Like I said, it's it's not the same guys here but but like you can follow along throughout the 20th century and it's still it's still going this band still exists wow that's crazy and then the other note i have about this is another movie that this song was used in prominently that i saw before i saw this movie and so i was already a fan of the song do you know what i am going to talk about next are you going to talk about well i'm going to take a guess i could be wrong is it the right stuff it is not. Okay, tell me about the right stuff. Isn't it in the right stuff? I think it is. Well, isn't it also in My Girl? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen My Girl in for. That's the one with Macaulay Culkin, right? Yeah. Oh, I got checked. I just remember My Girl. I mean, it was set in that time period. I adore My Girl as a movie, even though I cry like an absolute baby at the end who, like 
has a dirty diaper and it is not cha- I don't know, that's a bad analogy, sorry. Well, can you tell? Um, <laughs> we are like, the two of us are like the 60s for My Girl movies because I saw My Girl, I enjoyed My Girl, I liked My Girl, but I'm a My Girl 2 person. Oh, I loved My Girl 2. I cannot even tell you Wait, how many times I watched two? that. <gasps> hold on, hold on. It doesn't mean I didn't see it. It's just not ringing a bell. Off the, my, does it have, he's not in it, right? She, no. It has to be Anna. No, it's so Anna, Anna it though, right? goes to L.A. And Dan Aykroyd's there. And the boy from the this Babysitter's is, Club movie is there. This is vaguely. And he takes okay. her to the La Brea Tar Pits. And she cries. It, and it's a The whole pictures thing. make me think I might have seen it many, many times years ago like when it actually came out i had the novelizations of both and read them many times (laughs) anyway uh so the movie i was going to reference a very good movie was 1991 so slightly predating my girl don't tell mom the babysitter is dead you know i've never seen that movie deep breath we have this, to get wait, vaccinated wait, wait, wait. so we can wait. hang out. <laughs> okay. Wait, is this like when I found out that you hadn't seen um, Bull Run? And I was like, tyranny. <laughs> Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter is Dead is a classic. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. It can be kind of hard to find. It used to be on TV all the time. Would you like to see oh, a young Parker wait, Posey? Wait, 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 wait. No, Would you like I to see a young se- David no, Duchovny? Charity, I take back. Any of these ringing a bell? Yes. It, no, now that I'm looking at the poster and some of the pictures from It's the, ringing yes, a bell. I have seen that. Yes, it's Excellent. fully ringing a bell. Okay, so I also think I probably saw it on TV at some point. Like, again, not to knock on TBS or T- TNT, but it seems like for a no, long time. No, they changed our lives. <laughs> like they did. They just showed movies. So Christina Applegate's love interest, Josh Charles, takes her on a date. <gasps> Please keep in mind that I was a child watching this. It was very formative. He takes her on a... Yes, that Josh Charles. Love of my life, Josh No, no, Charles. no. I was... David Duchovny was in it? <laughs> He's the bad guy. It's hilarious. He's so smart. He has, he has 80 slick back hair. What? He's a child. They all are. He takes her on a date. They go to the beach see some fish going up on the shore i don't remember it's all very blurry because all that matters is that he says this is one of those moments like where you're gonna kiss and the flamingos i only have eyes for you is playing and then they make out under a pier and i've never wanted anything more in my (laughs) little girl's heart (laughs) than to kiss a boy on the beach listening to the flamingos like, why is that so much to ask of the world? The fact that I could not find a clip of this on YouTube to rewatch while preparing this afternoon, by the way, a crime. So now that I'm thinking about a 1991 film instead of <laughs> American Graffiti, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about today? I, I already told you about my Ron Howard, Ronnie Howard. Our buddy Ronnie. Our buddy Ronnie. I'm sorry you didn't get to see Ronnie, but you did get to see his car. <laughs> I got to see his car. Yeah, no, I, yes, I mean. I can't picture the Steve character buying those fuzzy dice. It just does not compute to my brain. Especially when he was like, at the beginning, he was all like, I got the scholarship check. Like, you know, he's all like so tight-laced, right? His khaki, you know his khakis have like an edge. Like, they've been ironed. So. I mean, even Opie wouldn't be that uptight, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I grew up with the Andy Griffith show as well as Lawrence Welk and pretty much anything that was on. Remember when like Nickelodeon would show like old black and white. Nick at night. Not even, even, even during the day, they would still show like Dennis the Menace and. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flipper, flipper, 
Did it was cheap. It? Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, it was cheap. It was probably super, super cheap for them. And like that, I, I just loved the original Dennis the Menace, even though now I'm like, I probably think you're the worst thing for my kid to watch because I don't want her to get any ideas. But yeah, I feel like occasionally they would show because of Opie, right? Because like, you can relate to Opie. And like, half of me was like, okay, cool. And then half of me was like, um... Megan, did you have anything you wanted to plug? Go visit your public library. Or do it virtually if they won't let you in yet. <laughs> I don't know when these are coming out. I don't know what the world's going to decide we can do or not do. But uh, Every time we've tried to predict it, we have been wrong. Therefore, just wrong. I stopped trying. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just giving up. Not completely, obviously, but you know. In 2020, I was so glad that every week I got to just like talk about a league of their own and baseball and not have to think about 2020 and this year whatever is happening i get to think about george lucas movies and fun and good music and teenagers you know possibly making a mess trying to pour liquor into bottles like it's all good here it's all good might not be all good everywhere it's all good here <laughs> so we'll be back on this is a friday episode so we'll be back on monday with more because that's right we're going monday through friday with this. we ain't messing around this summer and uh, and megan thank you so much for coming on i always have so much fun talking with you thanks for having me he's really fast isn't he